0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Tuesday, December 29th edition of the MMA OB Daily Podcast. I'm your host as always, Adam Martin, and I'm joined by a very special guest co-host today for the Tuesday morning edition of the podcast. Usually it's Cole Shelton for BJPen.com, but Cole is busy today, so I got the next best guy at bjpen.com Mr. Tom Taylor, join us today, the editor-in-chief over there at BJPen.com, uh, one of the best writers in the game, guy that I've had a lot of respect for for a long time and uh, Tom, we've had you on the show once, but it's great to get back on, man. Merry Christmas, dude! And how was your Christmas, man?
1: My Christmas is great, man. Uh, You know, thank you for all the kind words. There, the feeling is certainly mutual. And congratulations on all the huge news in in your life, man. Oh,
0: thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. it's been a couple crazy days, dude. So, you know, Tom and me are we we work together, so we're always talking about MMA and we're always talking about work. But like, Tom's become a really good friend, so I've been talking to him about like my relationship for a little bit, and then you know couple of weeks ago i found out i'm gonna be a dad and then i was like you know i love my girlfriend so i might as well just ask her to marry me she said yes so yes i'm gonna be a uh, Congrats, husband man. thanks man I, pr- I really appreciate that tom we talked about it in, in private as you know for a while there so mm. i'm glad yeah. it all worked out man like I'm, I'm really happy with everything so i'm excited but uh thanks man i appreciate the kind words but i'm here to get you to talk about me not me man so uh, <laughs> <Fine>. <laughs> So we got a lot to talk about, bro. I mean, there was some crazy news this morning, breaking news, but I, the thing I want to start with is the uh, World the Awards, if that's okay with you, and yep. just go through those awards. So let me just find, <laughs> find the website here, and uh, we'll just go through the awards together and go through the winners. Um, the thing about these awards, and it's like, it's very frustrating when I keep posting articles on this time on BJ Penn, and no one's reading the, the second paragraph where I'm like, this is from January 2019 to July 2020. I think it's confused a lot of people because they're like, where's Figueroa? Where's Holland? That's mm-hmm. because it, it didn't take into account the last six months. So Holland didn't – he fought one time in, in that whole six-month period. That's why he didn't win the award, guys. I'm just – like, people need to read that, you know? Like, I understand it's a little confusing, but you know what I'm saying, uh, Tom. It's it's like, come on, you know? Yeah. Like, like yeah. at least read the article. All right, so let's get to – let's go through these, these winners here. Let me put the screen up. Show screen should work. Not working? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Let's start with Fighter of the Year. So again, it says right here, voting period January twenty nineteen to July twenty twenty. So that won't include Paul Costa fight, but it would include that Adesanya fight. It includes the Gastelum fight um, and the Romero fight, which was terrible. But you know, I know, I know some people are like kind of. I wouldn't. I don't know if they're upset about it. They just don't agree with it. They again thought Figueredo Hall should to win, But if you look at the timeline, Tom, I'm fine with this man. Like, I have no problem with Izzy winning the award. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I'm with you, man. I mean, just you know, factoring in the timeline. If this had just been for last year, I think he probably would have won. Yep. <clears throat> it's unfortunate that we had to include the Romero fight. That's sort of a point against him. But yeah, I'm cool with that, man. Just look at all the things he's accomplished over the last, you know, 12 months, 15 months. The guy's a stud. Who else really? You know?
0: Yeah, he's he's great. We all know that. He's awesome. It's Israel Asani, right? So no problem with that, with him winning the Fight of the Year award. I'm not too sure about the criticism towards it. I, I think it's a little unfair. Um, just the guy's a great fighter. And we'll see. I mean, he goes in there and, and he beats Blahovitz at 205. Tom, he might win it again next year. It's possible, right?
1: I think if he wins that second belt, I mean, it's going to be hard for anyone else to to beat him in that race. I mean, John semif- Jones,
0: only John Jones, baby. Yeah. That'd be the only guy, right? If John Jones yeah. wins the second belt. Mm-hmm. What about this one upset of the year? And actually, this is a good one to talk about because I was actually at this fight, Tom. It was the last December and in, uh, in Vegas. I, mm-hmm. I was surprised how good Volkanovski looked in that fight, the first one. He, he controlled the whole fight. I think he won every round in that first fight. Second fight, I thought he lost. But the first fight, definitely, I think it's a good call for upset of the year. I mean, based on the odds, no. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot more fights with, like, huge odds, like Chayda Dobson and stuff. Like, I get that. But if you look at, like, the belting on the line, you look at Hallway's, like, I think he had, like, 13 fights uh, win streak at, at featherweight. That mm-hmm. was a huge upset in my eyes. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, you'll have to refresh my memory in terms of what the odds were me, actually looking like yeah, right ahead of the fight. But let me pull that up. I mean, I wasn't, to be honest, I wasn't totally shocked about that one. I, I've been pretty high on Volkanovski for a while. I had been at that point, point. Um, and just you know, having watched the uh, the the Poirier Holloway rematch at lightweight. Yes, it was at lightweight, but it just kind of you saw the kind of style you need to beat Holloway in that fight, and I felt like you know Volkanovski could at least kind of rip off that style, you know yeah um, and it turns out he, he i mean he did even better i thought you know like he um the leg kicks were fantastic um it was definitely an upset and it was definitely an amazing performance but i, I honestly wasn't uh and this isn't to toot my own horn like i you know no, was, you're fine yeah. or anything but, yeah. but i wasn't i wasn't particularly you know surprised by that outcome
0: yeah and looking at the odds farm i just looked, up, looked yeah. them up it was only plus 150 so it really wasn't that big of an upset by yeah. the odds but like because the bell was online because Max had that long win streak, I guess mm-hmm. that's why he won the award. I want to actually see what the other nominees were. More yeah, I would have decide. said
1: maybe maybe that could get like I don't know some kind of performance of the year award. Let's see what like, they let's yeah. see what was
0: their upset. Also, I don't know I don't I'm not sure why they listed the the awards in the way they did because it's a little different here. But so yeah, Corral's Pico. I mean that was kind of an, it was a good upset, but Pico's chain is very questionable. This mm-hmm. was a pretty big upset over there in uh, Ryzen. Yeah, and- curve, Yeah.
1: Yeah. And the one championship one there, Eddie yeah. Alvarez's loss was obviously That's huge as well. Huge too. I mean, and
0: then if you look at the odds, uh, Kama Worthy was like plus 800 in that fight. Yeah, so like he yeah. was a huge uh, underdog and, against Devontae Smith. But, you know, I, I just think it's because he was the belt holder. And probably because, again, it's fan voting, guys. So fans, they, they might not know these guys. They might not know who Timothy Nastyukin is. That's like exactly yeah, it. We know who he is, Tom. We know he knocked out Eddie. We know he's a good fighter. But do, do the casual MA fans that vote for fighters only awards yeah. know him? i'm not sure tom did you used to work for fighters only I, I think you did some articles right or my no, okay them, no, okay
1: no. okay
0: yeah i used to dude i actually used to read their magazine i had subscription yeah. back in the day yeah i, I get it every him. week yeah you too eh? yeah it yeah. was awesome yeah breakthrough fighter of the year hory maswell i think that's a, a no-brainer again it's only until july 2020 i i think it includes this fight with o- Usman, but even if it does even though he lost like the fact that they yeah. went back crazy with the pay-per-views for that i think that does help him. if anything um yeah i think it's a great pick i'll be honest man uh I was never really a big Masvidal fan, Tom. I'm not going to lie. Like, I, just because I, I didn't think he was that a fighter. And you lo- looked at his fights. He lost so many close decisions he should have won. Just never really showed a lot to me. There's a few fights here and there, like the fight with Michael Chiesa where he submitted him. Um, and there's a few other fights, like I saw in Strikeforce back in the Bellator. I mean, he's been around forever. But I never thought he was more than a journeyman. I really didn't. Mm-hmm. He goes in there and, and in the last year and a half, again, it started in January 2019. But you got the Darren Till fight, the Ben Askren fight, the Nate Diaz fight, and then the Usman fight. I think it's a great choice to do. I think it was a no-brainer actually. I think you'll agree with him on that one.
1: Yeah, I do. Uh, it, it's definitely. I mean, I'll be honest. It's a bit of a strange one, right? Because you uh-huh. mentioned that what he has been around for so long. I mean, yeah. this, typically this is an award that would go to you know a prospect, a real up-and-comer, not a guy who's been fighting for you know close to twenty years. You know, um, so I found it. I mean, it's a bit surprising on that front, but just based on what he accomplished and the way he kind of elevated his star that year. I'm totally cool with it. You know, the, those three losses, the the three wins over over Till and Askren and Diaz were, I mean, you can't really write a better year than that.
0: I yeah, no, I, the last year was incredible. But again, it's just it's such a funky award because, you know, the COVID thing wrecked it. And mm-hmm. and here's a good comment from Daniel Edwards, one of my favorite uh, listeners here. He says, "COVID nineteen hindered Fire of the Year due to lack Gay, et cetera, for bigger names." Yeah, I agree yeah. with that completely. You didn't even yeah. see guys like Connor in the, in the in the running for it. But yeah, I think breakthrough. I think. Tori's fine. Um, let's go to the next one here. Okay, actually, some of these are really stupid, so I won't even talk about like analyst of the year. Like, you knew it was going to be someone that covers the UFC. Tom, I mean yeah. Cormier. Like, is he really is he really the best analyst
1: the sport has? I don't think so I at love, all. I like Cormier on the on the I'm commentary desk, but it's got to be Paul Felder, man. Dude, I agree. I just want to say his name. He's I I love better. Paul. Yeah. yeah, Paul's the best guy they have right now. He's way better than Rogan in my opinion. Better than Cormier. Hardy is pretty good, but but he doesn't do it quite as often as Felder. You look at just like the volume of work that that Felder is putting out. He's so articulate. He understands the sports so well. Um, you know, he's funny occasionally. He's just—I mean—he's—he's he's really the perfect analyst. I think they really lucked out finding him.
0: Yeah, no, I agree completely. He was like a great find. I mean, he's already in the roster, and then the guy turned into an incredible commentator too. Like, I love him, and he's so honest too. That's what I love about him. Like when he fought uh, RDA in that split decision, and then there was that uh, other questionable decision. I think it was the—I think it was the John Allen fight from Houston with Roman DeLizzi where it was like huge like really controversial controversial mm-hmm. decision and he was like okay he's like i think I should, I should be the one who speaks or like bad judging here it's the same guy who gave me a scorecard it's already yeah. which i didn't think i won yeah so i love yeah. that whereas dc i find is very biased i find he's very biased tom like don't get me wrong i love dc he's a great dude i met him last year in brazil tom for the poker mm-hmm. stars thing great guy man you gotta love dc great fighter hall of famer everything i think I he's it. super biased tom go ahead
1: I agree. And I I don't like when they put him on with Rogan either. Like, Oh
0: God, that's the worst team. That is the worst team.
1: Yeah. It's terrible. It's like, it's like watching Joe Rogan's, you know, fight companion thing that he does. It's just, just, it sounds like two friends just shooting the shit about a fight, which is not what I want to hear during a UFC broadcast. You know what I mean? I want expert analysis and expert commentary and, and kind of insights that I couldn't come up on coming with, come up with on my own when it's just these two guys kind of bantering back and forth and yelling and screaming, Oh, you know, every two seconds, you're not really getting anything from them you know you may as well just yeah. be sitting on the couch with them you know drinking beers which would be pretty cool i guess but
0: i i agree 120 with you tom actually i just saw a comment about that saying the other day like they were someone was saying very similar thing um you know we're we're watching these fights we know the sport we're watching the sport yes there's some casual fans that maybe they can pick up some things but when they're just screaming and yelling it's like you're not learning anything that's why i used to love i really love brian stan he was one of my favorite commentators he was great he was amazing and when I watch the fights, I would learn something about the sport. And a guy who watches the sport, like a diehard fan like me and, and like you, Tom, we both own the sport like off our hearts, man. We know every move, everything. Like there's still things you can learn, obviously. But when I'm watching DC, like you said, it's like you're just watching with your friends, which is fine. But they're being paid to do like high level analysis and technical breakdowns, and they're not doing that. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I would have given the award. I think this was a mistake by the voters. I think Paul Feller should have won the award. I actually I mean, think he should have won unanimously, personally. I'm with you. Yeah, brain card of the girl of the year. I mean, that that is that really an award? Like, come on, they got to scrap some of these awards. So, I'm not trying to be mean to to uh, to Britney. You know, she deserves it. She's she's a great great brain Card girl. But I mean, some of these awards that we'll we we'll get to Tom like best promotion and stuff. Like, it's just pointless, honestly.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: so. Knockout of the year. I mean, again, this was from last year too. So, Askren and Nazo. I, I think that we're we're both okay with that one, unless there was something else that. Yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, there's a lot of great knockouts. Yeah, nothing, there always is. Nothing uh, you know under quite the same circumstances as that one.
0: I agree. And here's another stupid award, Bleeding leading man award the dumbest award they have. I think every yeah. year Dana White wins. Has he not won a single year? I think he's won every year.
1: I, I think so too. And honestly, why, why do we have this category? I mean, these, so guys, these guys don't need any extra attention. There's lots <laughs> of great promoters in this game. Everyone knows they're all good. They're all good at their jobs. You know, uh, Scott Coker, Chachi, you know, all of these guys, they're all, you know, pretty, pretty efficient at their jobs. Peter Murray, Dana White certainly has accomplished amazing things these guys don't need any more recognition, you know, like they're yeah. already at the forefront of these giant promotions. I mean, do you think Dana really going to take home his fighters only award and put it on his, on his mantle or something? I don't think he cared at all. dude. It's He's probably, on vacation right now. Right? So. It's a, it's a paperweight for him, man. You know, like it's uh <laughs> it really is. With, dude. with all due respect to, to the people at fighters only, you know, like it's a uh, scrap this category. These guys don't need any more shine. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. No,
0: you're right. And, like, you know what? Listen, Fighters only is doing what they can. Like, there's no real award ceremony in the sport, which I find is a huge issue. Like, what other, they could, they, again, you know, we love the UFC. Like, they provide us with a job and our, our living, basically. If you didn't have the UFC, I don't know if we'd have a living, Tom, covering MMA.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely, man. Bang but,
0: you know, it's like, really, like, is this really necessary to award, gain away with this award? Like you said, we already know that he's the, he's probably the best promoter in the game, but does yeah, yeah. he need to, to keep getting this? I'm just looking at the awards right now. Um, where is it leading man of the year leading man of the year since 2008 dana white has won every single award why do we have this category
1: it's crazy that I mean, is so what, what is someone gonna have to do to to beat him you know? i
0: don't know by the way Cormiers has won the last two um analysts of the year awards which again and dominic cruz won three before with dominic cruz he can be good he can be really uh, stupid too tom like I remember think, what,
1: i think he's a horrible commentator man.
0: yeah i mean like that, that fight a few weeks when he was saying oh this guy's a boxing judge he's such. he's a boxing judge that wasn't true at all like and he's yeah. like that's a fact i didn't like that tom honestly again you're being yeah. paid to do expert analysis like do your research you know and again dominic's a great fighter man i have no problem with dominic at all i just that line really irked me tom a few weeks ago Dude, it's I'm, like
1: I'm, I'm with you i really yeah. like cormier and cruz as fighters uh respect both guys certainly mm-hmm. but you, you hit the nail on the head it's your job to research what you're talking about in this situation. That's literally in the job description, you know, like make sure you're as knowledgeable as possible as the fights that are happening that night. Uh, So you can provide like really, you know, interesting context and insights that the fans might not be able to get on their own. I think both of those guys really slack in that department.
0: I agree. I remember, like I said, with Brian Stan, I don't want to talk on too much longer, but I remember like back in, there was, I can't remember what fighter was, but he was talking about like floating on someone. He's like, this is how this guy floats before he goes to the Gi team. I'd never heard that term. Cause I'm not from a jujitsu background. I'm from my Muay Thai background. So I didn't really do much jujitsu. I did a few classes. It really wasn't for me, but that was something I learned from watching mm-hmm. Brian Stan. I hadn't heard that term. I've never heard that term since I'd love mm-hmm. to hear that term more. You know, I'd love to hear that kind of stuff. I, you know, when Cor- actually Cormier, he he can break down the wrestling pretty good at times, Tom. I'll give him mm-hmm. credit on that, but not not often enough. But anyways, I, I honestly don't want to talk about DC anymore because I'll I'll just <laughs> I'll go on a rant for an hour, guys. I don't want to I'm,
1: do it. I'm with you, man.
0: Fight of the year. I mean, I'm pretty sure Tom, like your your girlfriend Joanna. That's Tom's <laughs> girlfriend, by the way, guys. Uh, he, he loves her, but no, I'm just kidding. Joanna uh, and, and Jang. I mean, it's a no brainer, right? Like, listen, yeah. I love the Figueredo fight with Marino. Again, it didn't count on this, by the way, guys. So in case you're wondering, I love that fight. I would still give this award to, to this fight for this year and for last year if you're including it. It was just mm-hmm. such an epic fight, Tom. I think you'll agree with me on that one.
1: Yeah, I mean, I had to do uh, the fight of the year for Bleacher Report, and I really didn't require <laughs> any consideration at all, man. Yes, I am a huge Yoana uh, fan. I love Wei Lee as well. So, I mean, that certainly factored into it. But the, the fight was incredible. You know, even if you include uh, the Figueredo fight, like you said, you know, the Dan Hooker, Dustin Poirier fight yep. was amazing as well. There were some great fights this year, but just there was nothing quite like that. That fight, you know, it was, it was just nonstop action from beginning to end. You know, the, the Figueredo fight had some, a couple of fouls and stuff, you know, and there's, there's a few lulls in the action, slowed in the fifth round. Yep. That, that, uh, Wei Li fight and, and Ioana, I mean, they, they just, they went crazy for literally 25 full minutes. It was, uh, and just considering everything that was on the line, you know, the storylines coming in, you know, this rising champion looking to really assert herself as the best and the, the former champion coming back, you know, it was, uh, I mean, it was it was such an amazing story and and such an amazing fight. And you know, you'd hear about the the moment they had in the hospital after the fact and stuff. You know, kind of. Yeah, I know that sure was crazy. Wish. I mean, the, the whole thing. You know, the lead up to the fight, the fallout of the fight, the fight itself. It, it doesn't get any better than that, in my opinion.
0: I agree. Here, I got a uh, comment from Straight Wager. He's one of my favorite guys here. To me. He says it'd also be like you guys saying no journalist of the year award. It's been won by the same person actually. I don't mind if they scrap that award either because Ariel wins every year, even when he is not the best journalist. Because a few years ago. And I'm biased because Kareem's one of my good friends, but I thought Kareem should have won. Like when he was nominated a couple of years ago, he he didn't win. I think Ariel's won every year, right? Let me take a look
1: here. I, I think uh, the solution is not scrapping that award, but just maybe some, yeah, maybe it, some it, of these shouldn't be fan voted because uh, Don Morgan won the
0: award in 2009. By the way, he's the yeah. only other guys won. Ariel's won ten straight years.
1: Like there uh, are so many amazing but, journalists in this sport, yeah. Unearthing real interesting stories. Uh, Ariel does a lot of interesting stuff. You know, he, he breaks a lot of fight news and he's a pretty good interviewer. But like. I mean, with all due respect to the guy, I don't think at this particular moment he's the best journalist in the sport. I think there's people that are that are doing more interesting things, innovating, chasing stories a little harder.
0: I'm just um, trying to see who else was nominated yeah. for journalists just I'm just curious. It, it, to me it doesn't really matter. It's not like I'm gonna get nominated, anyways. Yeah, yeah I mean, take, honestly, take Fred
1: right off that list, man. He works for the UFC. I mean, yeah,
0: like, I, honestly, I, it would have been for me, it's either it really yeah. based on the nominees. It's probably I would have probably given it to John, maybe. John yeah. Buss has asked. people don't realize like. It's not easy to travel around the world, man,
1: covering the sport. Yeah, I know no, it sounds easy not. on
0: paper. He's yeah. got a young kid. He's got a wife. Like John's a great guy too. I met him in person. Yeah,
1: he's an OG too, man. Like yeah, yeah. I, I would, I would be totally happy if he won it. You know. I you remember know? no I, disrespect to Ariel, but I just think.
0: Yeah. I think Ariel's not a bad choice. I'll be honest. I don't think he's a bad yeah. choice. I just think like there's some guys that are busting their ass that aren't on this list too. That mm-hmm. I don't really need to name a bunch of guys because, like you know, there's so many guys in the media town that are really good and could have been here. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I don't know. I just I just think it, at the same time, like having the same guy win the award ten years in a row, it's kind of boring too, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, if they, if voters think he's the best guy and then he's winning the award, here's what Kevin said: How can Aero be considered a journalist? Basically, PR. I would say Brett is the PR guy. You know, there's, is- no, there's no shade on Brett because I think Brett he's doing his job. He works for ESPN. He's been around for a long time too. I remember him seeing him at uh, the Jones Guston fight like seven or eight years ago. So he's been around a long time,
1: but yeah, he I, shouldn't be on this list, yeah. man. He's uh, with all due respect to him and the work that he does. I know he's worked very hard for his position, I'm sure. But, but like, you know, just a few weeks ago, Megan Anderson was talking on our YouTube channel about how the UFC matchmakers leak all their stuff. Yes. To the red, you know, and it's always per sources from him. And now every time I'm like, well, just as I suspected, he's probably just getting a text message from, from the UFC matchmakers. That's not journalism, you know, that's just stuff falling into your lap. And, you know, the fact that he's, you know, doesn't work for the UFC I shouldn't have said that but he, you know he works for ESPN the the yes the UFC's broadcast partner he only covers the UFC you know you rarely see him mention any other promotion yeah uh, I, I would I would I would certainly not call him an MMA journalist yeah um, this award is you know what Tom he should be in the running for like analyst of the year maybe would be a better category for him or something because I don't see him doing any journalism
0: Oh, here, is here. Hey, Paula, what's going on, man? He says, journalist of the year should be journalist to piss off dating in the USC the most. Yeah. So any of the guys they mentioned in that video last week, Kareem, Mike Chiappan, who's another great OG guy, uh, yeah, who, yeah. Else, who also says, oh, well, I don't want to – the one guy, he's in deep shit. We don't We don't really know who I'm talking about
1: here. You know right. what I'm talking about, Right. Maybe I don't know. There's a couple of them.
0: You see the you see the comments yesterday this guy was making about uh, Asian people. You see those? Oh ones? yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. We don't need we don't need yeah. to name that guy because I just think that was such a dick comment, man. That was, comment. that was that
1: was weird, man. Really know. low and
0: weird, bro. I'm pretty I, sure, like, I guy, he's gonna lose his job, man. No way. I'd like
1: to think he misspoke and just like you know his kind of words got away from him, but yeah, that did not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> bro, in this day and age, <laughs> you can't say stuff like that. I mean, you can't yeah. say it. anytime, Tom, but I wouldn't be surprised if that show gets canceled. Honestly, That was um, yeah, it was. We'll yeah. go through these a little bit quicker. Comeback of the year. I think that was a fine award being Stipe against uh, DC, against UFC 241. Like he was down three rounds, came back in that fourth round with the uh, body punches, wins that award. Uh, best for, again, this is, this award's kind of dumb to you. Yeah. Best promotion. As a, we, <laughs> let me check if the UFC's won this one every year too.
1: They must yeah. have, man. I'd be sure They've sharp.
0: won every year. They've won every year since 2008. So again, another another award that really shouldn't be there. Submission of the year. This one was kind of, I was surprised that Damian Maya won against Ben Askren. Like, it was a nice choke. It was a technical submission. You didn't top out, but Tom, it seemed to be like a kind of a standard choke. Like I don't. It, was there a yeah. better? There must have been something better. Bryce Mitchell's twister,
1: like for instance. The twister was definitely better. I would say. I think maybe it's you know people kind of factor in the the storylines heading into the fight. You know that was kind of Ben Askren was trying to sell that fight as you know the two best grapplers in MMA. I don't think that was exactly true, but you know they both they both are fantastic grapplers. The wrestler yeah. versus the jujitsu guy. um So maybe stuff like that sort of factors into the votes. I think it's great that some of these, these awards are voted on by fans, but I think some of them, they should almost have like, I don't know, some kind of point system or something, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm not sure how, how else they could do it, but, but like best promotion, for example, if we're doing it based on fan votes, it's going to be the same thing every year for the rest of time. Unless, you know, the UFC implodes somehow, you know, it's, it's just, uh, this. I mean, I guess it is the best promotion, but it's just kind of, it it's boring, man. You know, I don't know. It's, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's kind of repetitive to see the same thing over and over and over again on this award show. Yeah, and,
0: and again, you know, if these were actual like voters, like if you look at other sports, like they call it voter fatigue. They don't like to vote for the same guy the same – like yeah, really you could – in the NBA, they could vote for LeBron James like every year as MVP. And I don't think anyone would say that's a bad choice, but yeah. they like to give to someone else. They gave yeah. it to Giannis a couple times. Now they are probably give it to someone else because they're like, we gave Giannis too. We don't want to give it to someone else. Yeah. We, we yeah. want to give it to someone else. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm with you Tom um, And again, you know, I think the UFC before came in like before it bought Pride, I think Pride was the best. I really do think Pride right. was the best promotion for like yep. the early 2000s. And I think that if you look at the list, I think Strike Force could have won an awards one or that's, two that's years what I'm too. Saying. You know, I, um, I don't
1: object to the UFC winning most years, but like if another promotion has a huge year, like you know, when Strike Strike Force did their their heavyweight grand prix. You know, maybe when one championship signed Eddie Alvarez and DJ and did those Grand Prixs, I'm I'm not saying they they had better years than the UFC, but like it would be cool to see some of these other promotions getting some shine and and being, you know, remotely competitive in an industry that's obviously dominated by the UFC. I think it would be just cool to see some other people win this award.
0: I'm with you. Okay. So let's go through these other ones and we'll go through them quick. Again, journalist, they recovered it. Female Fighter of the Year. This is a no brainer, Tom. I mean, for me, anyways, because Amanda, you look what she did during that stretch. She had the win over um, Holly Holm by head kick. She beat Duran me. It was a boring fight, but she grinded her out. And then the fight with Spencer, which she dominated too. So no problem with that award at all. The Spencer fight, I think, does count because it was in June. So three wins in in the year and a half. That's, I mean, could you have given to Zhang? Would, would you have?
1: I, you could have. I don't think, you know, if, if they had, I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have lost any sleep over it. Right, but right, right. Cool. with Amanda, I think she deserves it for sure.
0: It's not like you're sleep over this anyway, so
1: Exactly. Like well, so, sometimes, man. Actually. Sometimes
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when the awards are that bad. Yeah. Uh, Co- coach of the year, Trevor Whitman. Again, you know, no. this is no shame. Tre- Trevor's a great coach. I mean, he really is. He's one of the best. But I think because he's on the UFC broadcast every week, people like know his name a little bit more than yeah. some of the other coaches, Tom. Would you agree with that?
1: I agree. But, I, you know, I don't, this may be his. First win, you know. Is uh, it it might be, yeah. You know, it's just uh, for a while there was Greg Jackson every year, and Ferris the Hobby every year. It's the second
0: win palm he won two yeah. years yeah. ago. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, he just, and he deserves to yeah, it. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. There's other guys that yeah, maybe could have gotten it. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, so I,
0: I'm fine with it. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that one either. Um, although again, I think there's other coaches like safe, I think is great. And yeah. you know, yeah. I know he had some struggles, the team did a little bit this year, but last year I thought that Forrest was like probably the best camp in the sport in 2019. Yeah. Again, this is a year and a half, guys. Uh, trainer of the year. This is this guy Phil Daru, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. don't I don't know much
1: about him, so I'm, I can't say. When they say he, trainer, they mean like nutritionists and the like. Is that the? I think I think he's strength and conditioning from other. Yeah, he it must be nutritionists and stuff too, and. And like, so just, I,
0: Mike Dolce would have won that, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, he's definitely won see. it previously. Yeah,
0: Dolce's won one, two, three, four, and darby's won uh, this one, and Nick Curson won the last two. I who's that? Who's Nick Curson? I should know who this is. Yeah, I know. Oh, he trains. He trains. Uh, he's a guy with um Machida and Dos Anjos and Bourdieu. Right. So he's he's a guy at what's that camp called again? Uh, with Cordero and those guys. Oh, and, uh, Blackos. I uh, no, it's another one. I can't, I, I can't oh, remember. Yeah,
1: it. yeah. Why am I drawing blanks on this? So. No, it's okay. I um,
0: what's his name? I gotta do this, guys. I gotta Google this because I'll forget. Radford, Kings made. I don't know why I
1: couldn't think of it. Yeah, that. sorry. Yeah, yeah. That was a really no, obvious one. I was. Uh, this is
0: why me and Tom were nominated for Journalist of the Year,
1: by the way. Exactly, So, bad, man. so. Exactly. <laughs> I need to be mainlining this coffee. It's uh, <laughs> it's not working fast enough over here.
0: No, you're you're good, Tom. You've been up. You've been up early, man. Busted your butt. I know that. I appreciate Tom uh, jumping in because he's he's yeah, super no busy swimming. today.
1: That's
0: no well uh, Referee, year. How did Herb Dean win this award? Like, come on!
1: There's better I, refs. I actually like Herb Dean. You know, I, he he certainly has his fair share of blenders. but um, yeah, yeah, he's been around forever. Uh, yeah, I like him, man. He has he's definitely made some mistakes. You know, he probably didn't deserve it this year, but I'm not. Yeah, I'm not losing sleep over that one either.
0: No, I mean, you can't lose sleep on it. I just, I just thought maybe would
1: have been good. No, or, yeah, no brainer yeah, for me. Yeah. This
0: year, I think he he should have won, and Kevin took yeah.
1: things out of me. I see it, Kevin. Yeah. Thanks,
0: Kevin. Yeah, Yeah, I I think it would Herzog. Mark Smith is another great ref. Um, You know, the best refs, it's just like in other sports, umpires, officials. When you don't know their name, they're actually probably the best refs, Tom. Because the ones that you hear their name every week, it's like Mario Yamasaki or Steve Mazzagati. But it's the guys like Mark Smith. You don't hear him. He's quiet. Um, And Jason Herzog, too. I only hear good things about Jason except for the fight with Anthony Smith, which he apologized for. That's a man right there, Tom. That's a man. He went on Twitter and said, I screwed up, guys. I'm going to learn from this fight. Mm-hmm. Other refs have been like screwed. Like Mark Goddard would have probably stuck his finger up to the fans.
1: Yeah, you know, like I do like the, Mark Goddard too, though. I kind of like that side of him as well. You know, <laughs>
0: I okay, I Maybe don't not mind for the referee though. I don't mind the feisty side, but I just feel like he's made some some blunders. But everyone does. Yeah. Bro, refereeing is such a hard job. It's oh, really man. hard.
1: Yeah, I I could not do it.
0: Kevin says Herzog should win, and, and straight waiters. He likes Smith. I like Mark Smith too. Mm-hmm. Actually, I was looking at. Uh, I think no one did the article. at Junkie it was like the top three refs this year. It was. Herb Dean, Jason Herzog, and Mark said based on total amount of fights. Yeah, I'm cool. So, with that. Yeah. no problem with those three guys. All right. Uh, what's, what else we got here? Person of the year, Joe Rogan. I mean, oh. I, I honestly, I'm going to pass on that. Didn't talk to talking about that one. That. And same yeah. with this one, Best Enemy Programming. Really? I
1: mean, what on. is that?
0: I don't even know what that is. I don't know how that wins that award. Like, that's it's weird because it goes it goes against, like, what else was. Okay, hold on. Best. Oh, this doesn't work. That leading man. Business promotion of the year. I don't even know where this is. Comeback of the year, Coach of the Year. Mm. I don't even see it, Tom. I don't even see yeah. the nominees. Yeah. I'm not sure really what it was. Like I don't, I don't really know that award. But I don't watch Joe Rogan Show. I'll be completely honest. It's not yeah, my not team. Either,
1: it's
0: yeah. not for me, man. I, I, I I'll be honest, man. I I don't I don't really watch a lot of like the big names anymore in MMA. I watch more like guys like like John and, and James and myself. Like, don't, yeah, like exactly. I, I'm, I prefer like independent kind of guys, honestly. I and mean, there's me some too. guys working for the big sites that are great too, don't get me wrong, but I don't really watch a lot of those big name shows like Joe Rogan and stuff. That's just me though. Media source of the year, I mean, ESPN wins, Tom. Like, is this not a conflict of interest? Like when, you know, it's the UFC ESPN. <laughs>
1: I don't know, man. I mean, it is the World MMA Awards, so they should be allowed to cover the UFC like awards you know, things freely to the UFC. It's not the UFC awards, right? Good um, point. Good point. Fair enough. Yeah, uh, no problem with that does either. Does ESPN cover the sport better than any other outlet? I, mean,
0: I don't maybe. know. Like, I think that you know, like, there's some really obviously some great websites out there. Yeah. You know, like we as we all know, we don't need to name them. There's some great websites, but uh, I guess because they have the the fights too, maybe that's what put you over the edge. If you're a <laughs> fan and you're looking you're like, oh, I know MMA Jockey, MMA Fighting, and I know mm-hmm. ESPN, but the fights are on ESPN, I guess. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Gym of the Year, ATT, that's, I'm fine with that one too. I'm with that,
1: yeah, for yeah. sure. And then course, fighting – Maybe Sanford, MMA. They're, Sanford's a
0: great pick yeah. too, man, yeah. um, with uh, Gilbert Burns making his resurgence and some yeah. other guys there. But ATT is – I think it's been the best gym for a long time. Let me just check how many awards they've won. They won the last four in a row. Mm-hmm. So they are great. I mean, it's it's it's, it's the sport, right? Like there's – Different phases of the sport where the different gyms are best. Like back in the day it was uh, like the pit with yeah. John Hackleman and Chuck Liddell or uh, uh, was it the hit, hit squad with, with Matt Hughes and those guys or Militich yeah, yeah. fight, fighting systems. Greg Jackson's team 10 years ago was the best team, team Quest, in the sport.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Team Quest was a great gym. So And yeah. now it's ATT, I think, is the elite gym because, dude, first off, I mean, all, like almost all the best fighters train there. Yeah. And I wouldn't yeah. say almost all of mm-hmm. them, but a lot yeah. of them be, right? Oh, so yeah. And they have great coaches too, so mm-hmm. – and I'll take Kevin's comment here. He says ESPN ignores every person. They're on MA source. They're all their UFC source. Yeah, that's answer. true, too. Yeah. Do they even talk? I don't even know if they really do Bellator news. they or cover either? the
1: PFL because the PFL. PFL, yeah, PFL, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but again, that's only because the PFL has a deal with them. If, if the PFL didn't have that deal with ESPN, I don't think we'd ever see PFL coverage on ESPN. Same Absolutely. reason we'd never see Bellator on ESPN. One championship, and none of it, you know? Yep.
0: All right, so let's go to the news now, Tom. Let's go to BJPan.com, man. Let's give, us, give you some love. Give me some love. I know I'm going to have to close some ads here. It's okay. Hey, man, ads pay our, pay our wages. I wouldn't be able to do this podcast. I wouldn't be able to, to eat cereal in the morning if I didn't have these ads. Right, Tom? So, i man. That's it. Absolutely. Okay, so let's, let's start with this one, dude. I mean, GSP is teasing a big announcement. I don't know what to say about this because Dana White said he's going to speak to K- uh, Khabib later next month. In, mm-hmm. in like second or third week of january so unless they've like talked already that, and danaway kept it a secret which is very possible i don't know if this is going to have anything to do with him coming back what it's do you not, think man. it's not yeah
1: right. you know i see people you know respected journalists and stuff already commenting on this on twitter these people are tricking themselves man they're yeah. they're, they're, they're they're it's almost like they're lying to themselves and kind of to us too you know that this is not going to be a fight announcement you know the guy has retired like six times MMA is holding him hostage at this point. Just let him go. You know, it's it's like the guy's done everything there is to do in this sport. He clearly doesn't really have a lot of interest in fighting anymore. He's almost 40. It's not a fight announcement. It's gonna be, you know, a new deal with Under Armour or some shit. You know, it's uh I, I would love to see GSP fight again. The fight with Habib would be crazy. That's probably the only fight that will get Habib back. But you know, GSP I think is, is pretty content in his retirement. I think honestly, Habib feels the same way. Like just let these guys go. If they don't want to fight anymore suck it up you know they've given us a lot over the years let them ride off into the sunset and enjoy their time with their families i don't know i don't think it's going to be anything of, of serious consequence
0: i hate to be a downer but i agree i mean i think people need to just temper their expectations and you know what i hope i'm wrong I hope tom's wrong too i hope yeah, we're both hope wrong and they announced the Habib fight right That'd be nice. Yeah,
1: that'd be huge, man. That'd That'd
0: be be a sweet Christmas present, like, well, post Christmas present, man. I mean, my Christmas has been pretty good already, but I think that'd be pretty damn good, right?
1: A great way to, you know, know, bookend this terrible year, you know, something to look forward to in the new year. I agree.
0: And I I do want to see this fight, Tom. I just, I don't know. It's like, Khabib's, you know, they're pressuring to come back at this point. Dana White's like, I'm going to, he's like, I'm going to convince him to come back, guys. And he's already said, I'm retired, guys. Like, I don't want to fight.
1: Do you really want to see a fight between two guys who were, you know, bullied into fighting? that's That's when it becomes, you know, human cockfighting again. You have two guys who are you know, unwilling participants being forced <laughs> to fight each other. You know, it's. Uh,
0: I'll say I'll, I'll, I agree, Tom, but at the same time, they're probably going to be paid, I, you know, a couple million dollars each. I, if I had to guess, so I think they'll be okay with that.
1: I'm embellishing a bit, but uh, you know. Absolutely no, I, I know what
0: you're saying. Uh, yeah. You know what? I I, I really do want to see this fight, guys. I'm not gonna lie. This is the fight. This is my dream fight. I do want to see this fight. I Don't know the weight class, maybe a catch weight. No idea, but I just don't think it's gonna be tomorrow. And I'm with Tom. I think if you're a journalist. You know, you gotta, you can't trick your fans too much either. You gotta be like, hey guys, there's an announcement, we have no idea what it is. You can't just go out there and say this is going to be the uh, the fight with Habib. And look at Mark, so go ahead, go ahead. What are you saying, Tom?
1: I was gonna say, don't even pretend you think that's what it's going to be. No journalist worth their salt, without you know, unless they have inside information, really thinks that GSP is going to randomly announce a fight with Habib himself on Wednesday morning. You know what I mean? I, I, I agree completely, it's, Tom. It's clearly going to be, you know, it's gonna be a press conference in Montreal or something where he announces that he's you know, just got a new energy drink deal or something, you know, or yep. you know, like that he's cutting his new hair that he just spent, you know, so long growing out. Yeah.
0: No, I'm, I'm with Tom. I, I don't think it's going to be anything crazy. Uh, it's what Marcus just said. He wants to see him be my Me too. That'd be great a good fight. fight. Yeah. But uh, especially if it goes to the ground, obviously, It'll but never uh, happen, It'll never yeah, happen. I don't think so. and there's, there's no, there's really no benefit to be taking that fight. All, fight
1: he's going to come back for. No, right? it's, it's going like, to be
0: GSP or, or, or Connor. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the only two guys. Yeah. Kevin, Congrats on your, news. your family is growing exponentially the last few weeks. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, well, I'm not married yet, but uh, now I'm going to have four more nieces and nephews. So that's going to be fun. <laughs> it's a big, happy family. All right. Next thing. Um, Edwards and Kamzat. I mean, we got to talk about this. This happened this morning. Okay. This isn't 100% official, Tom, but I have seen some pretty big websites mm-hmm. uh, confirm this news. This sucks. I mean, there's no doubt about it. What do they do now? Because they had already moved this fight once uh, from the December 19th card to this card on the 20, 20th on, in uh, Fight Island. And mm-hmm. now we don't have a main event. Do you think they're going to find someone for Edwards like Wonderboy or something? Or do you think they take the that fight be- off? And what do you think? Yeah,
1: that would be my pick. Let Edwards fight somebody else, you know, inside the top five, top ten. This fight never should have been made. Yeah, Honestly, don't like this fight at all. Never have. Hamza doesn't deserve it. I don't care what anyone else says. The guys. Is- one and zero as a welterweight against a guy who's zero and two as a welterweight. Now it's been said a million times. Yes, he has tons of potential, but uh, that's not enough, man. He hasn't yep. earned it. He hasn't fought anybody inside the top fifteen or anyone even close in the welterweight division. The two wins at middleweight were all right too, but even still, you know he hasn't fought anyone ranked in either division. And now they give him the number three guy. It's chaos, man. It's uh, you know, it it sets a bad precedent. Uh, you know, and I appreciate that he has promise and he has hype, but you don't you don't give people. You know, rewards like this just for showing promise. If that was the case, then I already would have won Journalist of the Year. You know, <laughs> but
0: uh, I, I'm with you completely. By the way, I um, I'd the fight. Obviously, it's a okay. good fight, but he didn't deserve that fight. It should have been Wonderboy versus Edwards, and like not even Jeff Neal probably it should have been Wonderboy versus Edwards just in the beginning. Or Masvidal or Covington, those are the only guys Edwards should fight. But I'll tell you this right now, Tom. At this point, he hasn't fought since July 2019. He needs to fight. So he's
1: gonna be. I think he's gonna be willing to kind of make some concessions now too. He may take, you know, if I would Neil Magny, I saw some talk that Magny was put on that card, sort of as backup for for the main event. So that would be my hope that they do Magny versus Edwards. Sure. Throw Hamzat in there with someone, you know, on the fringes of the top fifteen. You know, maybe somebody right on the inside of the top fifteen, like you know. Al Muhammad or something like that. I don't don't know who exactly, but just, you know, someone on the outer edge of the top 15. But don't give him the number three guy, man.
0: He doesn't deserve, man. He's super overrated. Like, listen, I actually like Cam's on a lot. I like watching him fight. Do I think he could be a champ? I do. I really do. But based on what he's did so far, how is he ranked? It doesn't make
1: sense. I'm not he's saying he's not gonna be. I'm with champion. you. He may, yeah. Maybe he'll be the champion of both divisions, but like, yeah. let him prove it, like everyone else. Has. Dude, I,
0: I agree. Since when do we rank guys based on potential? Like, if yeah. we do that, like, we should have had Same. people that ranked in there for years. Like Conor McGregor should have been ranked when he, before he beat Marcus Birmage, right? So, exactly. It's to not, me, it's 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 kind of a mistake. But either way, we'll right. see what they do. Hopefully, they find someone for Edwards. He's got to fight. Yeah. And, and Daniel says uh, the universe is telling Damon southern something Cams at Edwards. It's just like uh, Habib and Tony it's turning it's into the right? Habib yeah. Tony. Um. All right, look at this one. Connor says he's boosted the ESPN Plus subscriptions. I I, I, was ta- I saw this uh, Instagram post for him. What, what do you think about this, Tom? you think he's indulging this a little bit? you think his name uh, that's, plays? That's, a big from part?
1: The, that's from the Disney CEO, and it's actually an oh. old quote. So. Oh, it's an old quote. Okay, yeah. I was looking at that. I was like, what the it, heck? Yeah, okay. It's certainly true, and I'm not surprised by that at all, man. Yeah, he's,
0: he's, 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 listen, he's a big draw, man. No doubt about yeah. it. Uh, let skip this one. Corey Anderson talking smack to Jon Jones. Wow. Still, eh? Um... You think Corey's going to get that title shot in Bellator? Or do you think they're going to give it to Ryan Bader? Because Scott Coker said on the <laughs> weekend, Ryan Bader, they're talking to his management about a rematch. Yeah. What do you I think? think?
1: I think, uh, you know, he maybe could have snuck ahead of Ryan Bader. But now that they've got Rumble and Romero too, yeah. I think his chances of getting a title shot just got a lot slimmer. Um, I think he deserves it more in Bellator than Romero or Rumble do at this point. But he's, you know, they're both way bigger names than he is, I would say. Yep. So I think probably they'll do the the, the Bader Nemkov rematch, and then you know do something involving those three guys, and maybe Phil Davis, and and hopefully we get a clear. Meo Machida. I
0: mean, it's just yeah. like uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, it's it's a good division, but at the same time, it is a lot of former UFC guys. So mm-hmm. you know, people saying that they have a better like heavyweight division than the UFC, I don't agree with that, Tom, because they let these guys go. You know, so they made well, that I, choice.
1: The real selling point of that division is Nemkov because you know he we haven't seen him in the UFC. You know he hasn't lost to a bunch of UFC guys the way the others have. Yeah. So there is that question mark. Like, is he better than a lot of the guys in the UFC? We don't no, know, right? Great question. Makes it compelling. Yeah. I,
0: I think that a tournament makes sense too. Also, I want to get these comments because I, I missed a couple of questions.
1: Hmm.
0: Kevin Scott, he had a question. How is Nunez the only champ currently booked? We'll probably see Steepy and Francis in March. Where are the Where are all the upcoming title fights? Yeah, I, dude, it's weird, right? It's bizarre. It's just well, you know what? Let's pull uh, UFC rankings. Pull it up for a second. Um. Go division by division. Let's we'll start with flyweight. In figure are just fought, so we'll give them a pass. Pierre Yan, it's just weird. Like we thought that was gonna happen in February at the 258 card, but that fight's not official. Same with Usman and Burns. Mm-hmm. What's going on with that card? It's so weird how they, they're yeah. announcing fights for the March card, but not the February,
1: one, right? It is strange because we've got like we know what's gonna happen at Banway we know what the right. fight's gonna be, we know what it's gonna be at welterweight. we know probably what it's gonna be at heavyweight, and we've known for weeks at this point, but for some reason the UFC just isn't pulling the trigger and, and making these fights official. Maybe it's because of the time that we're, we're in right now where, you know, things fall apart so quickly. They don't want to get ahead of themselves and announce a fight, you know, three, three months out and end up losing it and disappointing everyone. But, um, you know, that that would be my theory, honestly, is that, you know, if they're hoping one of these fights will happen in February, then they'll announce it at the beginning of February rather than now and then, you know, potentially have it fall through in a week.
0: Yeah, no, you're right about that. Uh, Volkanovsky, this fight has been rumored for that card in March too, I think. Or February, actually. Again, that card in February, 258. No announcements for yet. It's so weird. But yeah, Volkanovski is supposed to fight Ortega. I think that will happen next. But the silver
1: the, is that we may end up with a ton of title fights on one card at some point. I
0: think we'll – actually, I think that March card will have three. I really do. Now that I, I was thinking about that the other day, Tom, I'm with you. Like, there's just so many fights that they're going to have to stack them. Or, like, regular ESPN cards, Well, maybe yeah. they'll give them, like, a flyweight title fight or something. something or, right. like, w- women's – strawweight title fight or some i don't really know i'm not
1: sure Even the ortega volkanovsky fight yeah
0: they could do that i don't really know if those guys draw but they might do really well as far as ratings go um Usman again Adesanya. that fight with yawn is going to be booked so we could take those guys off but again these aren't fights are artificial stipe uh but jang shevchenko it's weird i'm with kevin it, it is bizarre and he had one more comment here kevin did he said can we get these divisions moving with some title fights you have one or two booked kevin you want to see some title fights huh i don't blame you man
1: I mean, it's not, that's what we come for, isn't it? Yeah,
0: I know. We come for the best fighters in the world, right? So I don't blame them at all. Let's um, get through some of this stuff. <sighs> this whole thing with Connor and Habib and Dustin, I want to get your thoughts on this, Tom. Do you think this fight should be for an interim or vacant title? What do you think?
1: Yeah, just circling back to what I said about G- GSP and Habib, man. I think Habib wants to retire. Like, I would love to see him fight more, but it's really not up to us. If he wants to retire, I say let him. He can come back later if he wants, in a year or two years. But in the meantime, let's let the man retire like he planned on. Keep the division moving. Let uh, Connor and Poirier fight for the belt, and you know Oliveira or, or, you know, Justin or somebody can be next. And then you know, if Habib decides in, in six months' time or a year's time that he uh, that he actually doesn't want to retire, then then he can come back and, and challenge whoever has the belt for the title.
0: I'm with you. I, I really don't have a problem with an interim belt in this case, just because there's so much uncertainty, and I, I don't think he should deserve to be stripped necessarily. Um unless he says I'm not fighting again. In that case, you could vacate it without them stripping him. But that's the thing know.
1: he has said he has said that, right? Yeah, I know. Like, I know. It's such a
0: weird situation, bro. Honestly. I think,
1: I think it's a lot more cut and dry than people are making it out to be. I mean fair enough. Fair enough, retired. Tommy.
0: Yeah. And, I, 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 go sorry. ahead. Sorry. Sorry. I apologize. Oh, I was man. just
1: gonna say that UFC hands out these interim titles like you know, like candy on Halloween most years, you know, like you yeah, know, you get one, you get one, you get one. And then for some reason, when you know, in the situations where they'd actually be useful like this. They're nowhere to be found. I mean, like, why not use an interim title now? This is the perfect time for one.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on that one too. Um, what other news we have here? Let's see here. John Cavanaugh was talking a lot. eh? he's mm-hmm. he's an interesting guy, but I don't know. I, I feel like they're kind of selling Dustin Short a little bit in this fight. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's the same fight as the first time around. I understand he got knocked out. I I was actually I bet on Connor in that fight. Actually, I had a call. I had a parlay that night of Connor and uh, and Gano. And she fought, man knew it was getting her ass kicked in that fight and mm-hmm. came back to win in the third round. So I remember that fight really well. I actually think that Connor, or Connor uh, Dustin's got a better chance now. He's a better fighter at 155. I don't think this fight is cut and dry, as some people are saying, Tom. So, you know, Kavanaugh, obviously, is his coach. He's going to be biased about it. But I was just reading the comments. He was just, like, basically, like, you know, I, once he takes his power, he's going to go down again. You know, like, yeah, he mixes in some more takedowns in the guillotine choke, but he's, just like, essentially a very similar fighter. I, I really don't think so at all. I wouldn't be surprised at all Dustin pulls off that upset. I'm telling you right now, Tom. I'm not going to be shocked.
1: Yeah, I mean, me either, man. Look, I mean, he's a, he's one of the best in the world. He really yeah. is one of the top two or three guys in the world, in my opinion. Um, you know, he's got the great ground game that we don't see quite as often as as we see, you know, his hands. But, uh, and yes, he's been knocked out. He was knocked out by Michael Johnson, which is kind of a bad look considering, you know, the, how Michael Johnson fell off after that. Yeah. Obviously, the Connor knockout. But you look at the other guys he's fought, you know. Gaethje, uh, Hooker, these guys weren't able to knock him out, you know, Eddie Alvarez. Yeah. So, um, I mean, he's got a chin. He, you know, a lightweight when he doesn't have to deal with the weight cut, he may, may be a lot more durable, maybe able to take Connor's power. It's definitely a different fight, man.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one, man. Um, and so weird, Michael Johnson, he's got wins over Poirier and Tony Ferguson, but yeah. at this point, he's, I don't That's even know a, if he's not yeah. even ranked anymore. He might not even be in the UFC anymore. He might have been cut. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I can't remember.
0: I, maybe he's got a fight coming up, but he's probably going to be one of the sixty guys he loses that one. Let's let's yeah. get this call from Daniel. He says if Connor Dustin's a war, Dustin wins in the Battle of wills, Connor ain't winning. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. If the fight ends like quickly, it's going to be Connor knocking out Poria probably. But mm-hmm. if it does go the full four, five rounds, Tom, who's got the better cardio? I would argue Dustin. Right?
1: Dustin certainly has the better cardio, and we know he's got heart. I do think people kind of sleep on Connors. Right? I agree too. Because I he agree. Ends fight so quickly. I mean, he showed in the Diaz fight that he. He can dig deep when he needs to. Um, he doesn't need to very often. Is the only thing, right? So, yeah. I think uh, like if we're really comparing them objectively, who has more heart? Probably Dustin still, but I, I don't think we should be sleeping on Connor's ability to go hard for for five rounds when it really needs to. Yeah. Uh, so if it, the longer it goes, the more it favors Poirier for sure. But like we've said so many times, you know, Connor's got that decisive fight-ending power that can. Yeah make it a short night
0: yeah you can touch you in nokia it's crazy um this actually you wrote this article Clarissa shields actually i want to hear your thoughts because i know you had uh, spoken to her mm-hmm. recently for bleach report i i think based on what i read from this article tom it's a it's the right choice i think she made you know because basically she was saying like the ufc wanted to like push her quick against fighters that had more experience and she's like i want to like take my time she has no MMA, no mma fights, she has zero fights i think pfl is a good spot for her tom i think she'll eventually probably end up in the ufc if she's good mma but I think for now, PFL fighting these like non-tournament fights, uh, I think it's a good spot. What do you think?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, in, in that article, I can't remember who who did that interview, um, but she elaborated even further and basically said the UFC just wanted her to fight Amanda right off the bat, which is insane, you know. So um, it would have been a huge payday for sure. I'm sure, yeah. but uh, but I understand her objection to that, you know. And then when I spoke to her, she talked a lot about how she she doesn't want to be at a disadvantage. You know, she's not looking for advantages, but she's she doesn't want to be at a clear disadvantage either. She wants time to prepare, learn the ground game, learn how to kick, you know, uh, yeah. learn how to counter, you know, takedowns and and all this. And um, the PFL kind of gave her that opportunity. First of all, because they're not rushing her debut. She's, I think the debut is going to be in June or July. So she's still got some time left, you know. Um, and then they're going to do the two non-tournament fights and then ideally have her in the tournament in 2022. Um, and I think that makes sense. And I think the fact that they did something similar with with Kayla Harrison, you know, I think judo is probably a better base for MMA than boxing is, yeah. if I'm being honest, but um, yep. the fact that they kind of were able to build her up properly, and you know, look at what she's doing now, there's there's no denying she's one of the best female fighters on the planet, I would say. Yeah. Um, I Absolutely. think, you know, Clarissa saw that, the, you know, they were capable of doing this, and this probably gave her some confidence that, you know, they could do the same thing with her. I think it's a great choice.
0: Yeah, no, I think I think me great, some great points there, Tom. I really do. Um, actually, I actually was at that fight with last year, two forty-five. She was there at that fight. She had this huge white coat on, and I remember mm-hmm. seeing her. I was, I was up in the bleachers. And I was like, "Who is that? Like, is that a movie star?" It was Clarissa Shields. That was a year ago. I remember Dana White was talking about signing her then, mm-hmm. so we knew that he wanted to do the famous fight. I think it was just like he was trying to embarrass her, and embarrass the boxing community, almost. Yeah, like because, yeah. right? right?
1: yeah for sure, for sure. I think he's got a bit of a chip on his shoulder when it comes to boxing, particularly after the Zufa boxing thing seems to have kind of yes. fixed you know he was so <laughs> confident say he's got fix boxing and that it just didn't happen. It didn't work. and you know, I think maybe his ego is a little bruised. but honestly, man, I was gonna say I love when fighters pick other organizations yeah. over the UFC. I love to see it, man. it's it's uh, you know, there are other options out there. People need to stop looking at the UFC like it's the it's the only choice for fighters, you know. Yeah, I, I'm,
0: I'm with you completely. It's like, I love the fact that we do other promotions like Bellator, PFL. I don't think these promotions are as good as the UFC. Like, really, mm-hmm. I think the UFC is the best promotion. But I think it's good to have options so these guys can get paid and girls can get paid. So if there's PFL, Bellator, they're also throwing out offers out there. The fighters are more likely to get paid by exactly. the UFC or by the other promotions. So I'm fine with it. And exactly. I liked seeing uh, Pettis sign with them, too. That, that was really mm-hmm. cool. Nice yeah. surprise. Um, and Daniel said, I like you talking about Nate Diaz. He was talking about the second Nate Diaz fight, he's not wrong, dude. Connor went the full five rounds and he won a majority decision in a crazy war. That was a sick fight, by the way. That, but the, yeah. yes, the, the first fight, yes, his cardio failed him. The second fight, it was like a different guy. And I'm right. with you, Tom. I think people do sell him a little bit short with his heart and stuff because of the be fight where he tapped.
1: The second fight looked like it was going to go just like the first fight, if I recall. You know, Connor started strong, started to fade. And then bounce back, you know, like he started to have, you know, kind of, he started to slow down a bit in the second or early third. And then I, I can't remember which, I think he won the fourth and maybe, you know, got taken down in the fifth. But he was, you know, he was having success later in the fight as well. He really dug deep in that one.
0: Yeah. So we got like 10 minutes left. I'll just go through a little yeah. bit uh, more stuff quickly. This Ben Askred thing with Jake Paul, I never got your thoughts on it, Tom. I mean, <laughs> I've kind of got some thoughts on it. I mean, you're, it's basically for you. Um, as a writer, um, it's a necessary evil to write about this fight, Yeah. but, uh, are you, are you excited about it or you think it's a joke? What do you think about this potential? Oh, fight? First of all, I don't think it's going
1: to happen. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think ben, Jake Paul was ever going to fight Ben Askren. I think maybe before the Nate Robinson fight, when he was kind of name dropping people, you know, Ben made sense then, but then after the Nate Robinson fight, I don't think even he anticipated how much his star would rise in in the boxing world from, from that fight. I think he's realized now that, you know, as big of a name as Ben Askren is, Jake Paul just has way more mainstream appeal than this, you know, random dad bod, you know, curly hair guy that most casual fans have never heard of, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I don't think he has really any interest in fighting Ben Askren at this point. I think it's Dennis or Connor or, you know, another celebrity, Evander Kane or something, you know?
0: Yeah, this thing, uh, this whole thing kind of surprised me. And I know that Cole, yeah. um, obviously one of our guys, got confirmation last week. And I think Ben at that point probably thought this fight was happening but at this point yeah. it's like it's kind of i think it's up in the air a little bit tom i
1: uh, yeah um, i think i think ben probably believed it was going to happen and hoped it was going to happen and and
0: uh good money him, right yeah, but, yeah. Uh,
1: but i don't think the paul side is going to be particularly interested in this one um but like you said you know a necessary evil i see a lot of people complaining in the comments and yep stuff and <laughs> messages uh you know about the the coverage that that jake paul and his brother are getting but Guys, I wish I could show you the numbers, you know, like these guys are getting more clicks than just about anybody else in the sport right now. More than Connor, you know, some days. It's uh I don't know what to tell you. People like to read about this as much as people complain. You know, it's like up here in Canada, everyone talks shit about Nickelback, but somebody's listening to these guys. <laughs> you know, it's not me, but these guys are selling, you know, platinum records every time they put a record out. Oh and man. about them, but Jake Paul is the Nickelback of of boxing, you know?
0: <laughs> Dude, that's so funny. Yeah, I don't listen to Nickelback either. Um let's go through a few other things we got like like i said 10 minutes left we'll go through it really fast uh O'Malley. i mean can you think of a bigger sore loser in the
1: sport no i mean i don't want to talk too much crap about him he's a great fighter i like him too dude
0: i like him but come on man like it's
1: i didn't think that win was that fluky i mean it sucks his leg got hurt nobody wants to see a fight end that way but i mean vera pretty much knocked him out with those elbows on the ground like his mally's eyes went dead for a second there you know yeah. bro he lost the fight it sucks uh you know just try to learn from it and uh, maybe earn a rematch with Vera down the road. Um, I'm just tired of hearing him talk about this fight. I'd like to see Same him here. and fight somebody else. You know,
0: He was supposed to fight Almeida, Thomas Almeida. And I think he probably would have knocked him out. That's yeah. why the UFC booked it, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen. So I don't know what they're going to do with him. But I really like Sean too. I'm with you, yeah, Tom. Sure. But I just really don't like the way he's – the road he's taken after he lost that fight. He should have just – been humble i think fans would respect him more i think fans are a little down on him a little bit right now but yeah. again the numbers we've seen the numbers for for him too tom another yeah. guy necessary evil right
1: well yeah and some of these guys do i mean as as frustrating as it is to hear the way he's talking about that fight he understands like you have to stay at the forefront of the fans minds you know and if you if you after that very loss he was like ah you know he was the better man that night that sucks and then he went silent for six months people wouldn't forget about him but you know we would be using up a lot of our bandwidth on other people and stuff that weren't in the headlines, but he's kept himself yeah. in the headlines, you know? And now when he fights again, people are going to be like, Oh, that's that guy that, you know, sucks at losing. Like, let's see, you know, how this goes.
0: I think it's a maturity thing too. I mean, he's a pretty young guy. And like, I'm only 32, so I'm not like super old, but for me now to when I was 25, like the maturity level is like through the roof. Like I remember how I was then to now. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you look at a guy, Dustin Poirier, who I think is the same age as me. And you look at this, this article where he was like doing an interview and he's just all of a sudden starts going like, He's like, man, I really like the lightweight division. Bear is amazing. And he's like, Michael Chandler's a really good fighter. Like that, I love guys like Dustin who are super humble and just they're not afraid to praise other people because they know that they're a good fighter themselves. And I think Sean could have taken that route. But anyways, you know what? I just want to see him back in the cage. I do think he can get back in the top 15. I think he is good. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, I know your time's tight, Tom. We only got oh, two more minutes. It's all
1: good. It's all good. It's, it's, uh, it's a slow time for MMA news. So I don't think we're missing much.
0: <laughs> I don't think so either. I'm going to do the finances. I, I, by the way, I got Marcel coming back on Thursday. So we'll go through all the fight announcements, guys. Um, this is man Sunday. This is my Sunday shift. Tom, you could see what I was doing, bro. It was, uh, there wasn't a lot of stuff to, to cover. Um, actually, well, this one, I guess is worth talking about quickly. Back Rawlings and Paige, you think they'll see, we'll, we'll do that rematch and, and PKFC?
1: I don't know. It depends if Beck wants to come back to BKFC. I mean, she, you know, I feel like she catches a lot of flack for some reason, but she was she was pretty good in MMA, and she did great in in, in Bare Knuckle. You know, they yeah. called her the Queen of Bare Knuckles. She was the first woman to really move over to that sport and and start making waves and winning belts. Um, so I think if the rematch were to happen right now, and it was Paige's debut, I think Beck would probably win. Um, but if Paige can kind of, you know... Get her feet wet and and sort of like you know figure out the nuances of the sport because they talk about that a lot i've talked to you know people that have done bare knuckle uh, isaac valley flag they talk about you know the subtleties of a bare knuckle fight like obviously you don't punch as hard and stuff Uh But you you said you can feel like when a knuckle lands on someone's nose you can even if your eyes were closed you can tell what part of the face you're like like it's just so much more sensitive without a glove on it you know you really know where your hand's making impact and stuff and it's, it's apparently just a very different it's experience. incredible. It's so, incredible what these
0: guys do in BKFC, man. Yeah. I, I mean, what they do in the UFC is incredible too, but it's fine without the gloves. It's like, wow. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't even imagine. And, and it's crazy how they, they really don't have, like, I saw that, that study. I don't, the thing about that study that they did was like, it's kind of a small, small sample, Tom, when you compare it to like the UFC or MMA. But the studies, I mean, it looked, from what the study showed, it, it's safer than MMA, but I, I'm not sure if I buy that completely. I,
1: I buy it, man. Oh, do you really? Wow. Okay. At least in terms of uh, in terms of brain damage, concussions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, we know there's a lot of superficial damage, a lot of cuts and bare knuckle. But there's no kicks. Kicks, obviously, yep. uh, you know, and knees uh, deal <sighs> a lot more damage than than punches do. And like I said, you know, you're not punching it with the same force in a bare knuckle fight as you are in, in Muay Thai or MMA um, because you don't have the gloves protecting your hands. Hands are fragile as shit, man. You know, you absolutely, can't, dude. You can't, you can't punch uh, full tilt when you're not wearing gloves. Um, so I think, yeah, I mean, there's, it's maybe more impacts and it looks worse, but they're not, you know, hitting the brain as hard as they otherwise would with gloves on.
0: Yeah. That's a good point. I just want to get this last comment from Daniel. He says, can't have good loser with bad ones. Can't have the rain. Yeah. We have, we have to talk about something. Um, I, I want to get to an odds breaker, but the last thing I want to talk about here is this guard Garbrandt Aldo fight. I don't think this is happening either. I mean, Ali Abdelaziz can be out there saying what he wants and Ali does have control over the matchmaking a little, which is weird because he's not a matchmaker, but we know he's got control, Tom. Yeah, I don't yeah. think this fight's happening. What do
1: you think? Definitely got a lot of sway. Um, I guess that would be a cool fight, but I don't really like it, man. I, I think there are better things for both guys. Like I'd like to see Aldo fight somebody like Dominic Cruz or something. I like, like the
0: Cruz fight the most yeah. too, dude. I really like that fight. Yeah, I want to or, or Dillashaw too.
1: Yeah, somebody kind of of his vintage, you know? Um, yeah, I think he's still one of the best in the world. But like, let's not. I mean, I don't know. I would like to see the Cruz fight or something like that for him. And then Cody, I like the idea of him at 125. You know, I think it's a fresh start. That Sunset knockout was amazing, but like, yeah, it was. I forget, he got knocked out in his three most recent fights before that. Like, let's, uh, I think yeah, he needs a fresh start. 125 could be good for him. Then maybe he can move back up to Bantamweight later. But right now, I don't think that fight doesn't make a ton of sense to me, that, although Garbrandt won.
0: I think you were giving him a pass for the fight with Dillashaw. Actually, I was on Dillashaw in both those fights, and I was like, totally not that good. And then re- later we realized that. TJ was probably on PDs the whole time. But mm-hmm. the fight with Pedro Munoz, people forget about that fight, Tom. He got KO'd last year. Yeah. That was just last year. Everyone yeah. forgets about that. He knocks out a Sunset. Does that really, you know, bump you up ahead of all these other guys? I'm not sure, but he he does have a big he's another guy like that we know hits pretty well on the website. So mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. a big name. We got five minutes left, Tom. I just want to go to Oddsbreaker. Let's do it. my home uh, outside of uh, BJ Penn. Hopefully it loads up here. Here we go. So that's today's podcast. Now I had a, I wrote an article on the weekend, actually a couple, I want to, I want to uh, plug these. This was a cool article I did uh, to my own horn, but still Sean, Str- I called Sean Strickland, 10 unranked UFC fighters to watch in 2021. Cause this guy, I think you talk about guys who are going to make a run for the belt. I really think this guy can do it. Um, Since he came back for his motorcycle accident, he's looked like a different fighter, Tom. So I know that division stacked, but he's good. But yeah, just looking through the, um, through the whole thing, you know, we got, like, I went. I started with fly. I went for basically every division except for women's featherweight because there's just no one in that division. Um, Jimmy Flick's a guy I, I, I put on the list. TJ Dillashaw, got like that. Ilya Tupuri, Rafael Fizia, Sean Brady. So you guys can look through the list too. I want to plug it though because, man, there are – dude, it, just going – I actually went through the whole roster, Tom, so 600 fighters. Yeah. And I picked out – and obviously I'm going to miss – there's probably a few guys I missed on mm-hmm. that list. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of talent UFC right now, man, that's, that's unranked. It is and uh, here's another one I want to plug to you. Um, this is actually posted on Christmas Eve, so I haven't had a podcast since then, I don't think. Uh, UFC betting in 2020, I called it, looking back at 10 of the most controversial judging decisions. And I went to madecisions.com, our friends there, and they had like the 10 most popular decisions, the ones that people uh, clicked on the most, I guess, and read the most. Number one on the list was Jones and Reyes. So basically I went through all the 10 on the list and gave my scorecards. For the most part, I, I think I agreed with the judges. Um, but in this in this fight, I think... Looking back, it's almost surprising it's this year, but I I I think looking back, this was a super controversial decision, right? Like do you yeah. remember who scored in that fight? Do you remember?
1: I think first watch I kind of thought Reyes did enough. But you know, I, I can I can say that you know, sometimes when you're watching a title fight that involves such a dominant champion, you, you give more weight to the guy that's not supposed to win when he's doing well. And I think that's what happened. I was just it's so possible. amazed to see anybody doing well against Jones that uh, you know, by the time it was over, I was more impressed by Reyes, but but I think, you know, having seen the highlights and, and you know rewatched the fight since then, I think Jones probably deserved that win. It was close, though. Very close.
0: Yeah, it was a super close. Fight. I actually have only seen it the one time. And the thing is, like, when you're rewatching a fight, yeah, you can change your score. But the truth is the judges don't get to do that, right? So, like, you kind of got to go with what you got off the off the bat. But, yeah, check it out, um, the article, if you don't mind, guys. And then one last thing I want to check out here, odds.com. I just wrote one on uh, five fights to keep your eye on in 2021 and uh oh james's video is there that's cool um but yeah like there's a bunch of really good fights coming up so hopefully these get official and uh that's it all right tom yo dude i appreciate you joining me, man for the whole I'm hour happy. dude thanks so no much problem. man tom's tom's like i said a grinder and he's, he's gonna go back to work i'm sure right now maybe he'll take a break for a bit and get going get another coffee in him
1: yeah i definitely need another coffee but uh back to work for sure man
0: plug yourself man
1: um well the twitter link is uh right there um MMA on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can find my stuff on bjpen.com, of course. Uh, Bleacher Report, Seth Chai Morning Post, um, occasionally other websites, but those are the big three right now. Um. Yeah, and I appreciate appreciate the sport and, and everyone who reads my stuff.
0: Yeah. And Tom, thanks again for joining me, man. Uh, do you have a podcast full time or you just join John? I guess right uh, sometimes. Yeah,
1: just jump on with John sometimes. No, I don't have my own podcast. Maybe one day. But.
0: No, I think like I said I'll get you on whenever you know you're free. And obviously, Tom, like I said, is a really busy dude, but we were really lucky to have him on today. Tom, jumping in on a short notice. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. Um, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Matam Martin, right there at the bottom of the screen, and follow Tom too, Tom MMA. Uh, obviously, this podcast ma oddsbreaker.com on our YouTube channel, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, all that stuff. Trying to grow it. Listen, guys, I understand there's a million MMA podcasts out there, but I really do think that uh, we give some good analysis on here, get some good guests, and we just love talking about the fights. There's no other BS, there's no politics involved, it's just MMA. So, if you like MMA, tell your friends about the show. Uh, you guys can also follow me obviously at bjapan.com. All the, the latest news in the world of MMA. MMA ratings.net got an article coming out, uh, on basically looking back at the year and then obviously odds.com looking ahead at 2021. So Tom, thanks again, man, for joining Thank me. Everyone. Yeah. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Everyone who uh, joined us today for the live chat. Appreciate it. Thursday, 10 a.m. The last podcast of 2020, Marcel Dorf joins me 10 a.m. here on the MMA OBDA podcast. Thanks again, guys. Have a great day, everyone. I'll see you Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern time. See you later. Bye.